Oh, hey, friends. Um, this week's episode. Oh, hello. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have a friend on the line. I'm here. My bestie. Um, We are excited because today we're actually sharing a podcast that we were a guest on. Yeah, we were on Hello Friend podcast, which actually we can say is a dear friend because we've known Sarah Bacon for over 10 years off and on. Um, We have a little neat, cute explanation of how we actually know each other and the ins and outs. It started with a digital connection. Then it went IRL in real life. Um, And it's actually really funny how we came back to being reconnected with her. So um, was really honored to hop on her podcast and talk about, um, the grass isn't always greener and kind of life phases and, um, you know, kind of looking back, wishing for what you have and then looking back on what you had and kind of missing that a little bit, kind of little things because, um, you know, we're married, kids, kind of that whole white picket fits situation. And, you know, Sarah is someone who is focusing on really just living up her single life and not waiting for milestones to do certain things because she too wants some of that. We want some of the single life back. So uh, it was a really interesting conversation just talking about friendships and business and and all that jazz. Yeah, I think also talking with her was such kind of a breath of fresh air because it's a conversation that we as women and friends like often think about but don't always talk about is like being in different life stages than your friends are but still being able to enjoy each other's company and um, being respectful of where everybody is and not having to lose friendships because of the life stages so I think it's kind of the first time we've really had and obviously because we recorded on another podcast but um, just a conversation versus like just asking each other questions so it's you kind of sneak peek in into like an actual phone call, <laughs> which is fun. It's a little bit different than you're used to, um, but that's why we're excited to share this. Yeah, it was total girl chat, and you're so right. This wasn't our first. Jeez, I am like mom brain today. Um, oh, I don't even know what you said. I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> I was like, this is our first ever guest appearance, and then it's not. So I promise I don't always lie on our podcast, um, just today. That's <laughs> fine yeah because we're on that's so mom sense um so yeah we we've it's been really fun to um be able to be a guest and kind of just chat it out with um other podcasts so we are going to share that recording today um and can't wait for you to listen hey i'm heather and i'm brooke We're two mompreneurs and friends for almost 10 years who've watched each other go from single AF to married with child. Soon to be children. Tune in every Wednesday to hear us and our lovely guests dish about motherhood, entrepreneurship, relationships, and tips on how we try to balance it all. We're ready to let it all hang out. Yes, all of it. The pretty. The messy. The too tight for our skinny jeans. If only for a good therapeutic laugh or cry. Hashtag real talk. Welcome to A Space for Soul. We're excited to share ours with you. Hi, friends. Happy Thursday, or whatever day it is that you happen to be tuning in on. 
For today's episode, I am super excited to introduce my two amazing guests to you, Brooke and Heather, who are both such incredible women, moms, and entrepreneurs, and who are the creators behind Soul Space, which is a community for women that focuses on relationships, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and helping other women feel less alone in the journey wherever they're at. The three of us actually go way back to our early blog days, but we recently found each other again and realized that we had lots to talk about when it came to embracing the stage of life that we're at and also the mindsets that we've created to get us to that point. I personally really loved being able to hear the perspectives of two married moms, which is not a typical guest that I've had on this show, and to bring our conversation to this space to show that so often we're all dealing with the same struggles, no matter what side of the relationship status you're on, and how fun it is to choose joy wherever you're at. I hope you enjoy our conversation, and if you want to hear more from these ladies, which I would highly recommend, go check out their blog and podcast over at soulspace.co, which is spelled S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E.co, and follow along on Instagram over at same name, S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E.co, and I'll link to everything in the show notes so you can find it there over at highfriend.co, all the co's, <laughs> and I just want to thank you so much for being here, and I think you're going to enjoy this conversation and hopefully be encouraged by it, so with that, let's go to the show. Hi, ladies. How's it going? So good. <laughs> How are you, long lost friend? <laughs> good. It is so good to be connected, reconnected via the now podcast world instead of um, email and social media world. <laughs> I know. We're all grown up. Yes. Like, we're total like digital buds though. I mean, I love that. Well, we started IRL because oh, that's true. connection. So mm-hmm. back in the day when Brooke and I were hosting this creative, the OC chapter, up, yes, the OC chapter of creative connection. It actually was like, I mean, a really cool idea before it's time of like getting women connected. Shoot. Mm-hmm. And this was like 2010, I think. Wow. Like 10 years ago. It was a long time ago. Almost 10 years ago. Um, getting creative women together to just like be able to um, not, and it wasn't like stuffy networking. It was like being no. friends and mm-hmm. Um, you know, having the same gripes about clients and mm. just learning and really like we, we ended up meeting so many people through that. Like, you know, it was yeah. a connection. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like actually the, um, total name drop, but the Joanna Waterfall, the founder of the yellow conference. Oh yeah. Actually was there. She was a graphic designer that was coming mm-hmm. to our events to, to buzz up new biz. And now oh, cool. she's like this rock star, um, conference creator. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah, so it was really cool. It's actually really, really cool. And then, you know, we worked together. Um, this is Heather chatting mm-hmm. on some social collaborations, just super fun mm-hmm. um, for Glitter and Grace. And then, you know, saw each other on the interwebs for a while. And then you popped into my stories magically, and we were reconnected <laughs> by the universe. Like, wander well. You were playing with, you walked by her cat. And- <laughs> I mean, the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, that's for sure Sarah Bacon. And I hadn't seen you in like years. I was so but... impressed by that, that you were able to pick that. Pick that I out. never forget a face like ever. And it was just so funny. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's for sure her. 
And I feel like such a creeper too messaging you. I'm like, she is going to not even remember me and think I am a psycho. And then you did, which is awesome. (laughs) No, I totally did. And I was so flattered. And um, yeah, that was just such a funny thing because I didn't know that girl. I was filming some weird thing and she, I was petting her cat and she happened to come home. And so I was like, well, this is weird. And so then she (laughs) thought it was funny that (laughs) we were like this camera crew focusing in on our cat. And so she storied it, but I was like, oh, I'll never know where that footage ended up. And then sure enough, you guys forwarded yeah. it to me. <laughs> or you forwarded Don't it to worry. me. Don't worry. We, like, got, we yeah. got your back. <laughs> Once it's out on the interwebs, you I, never know. I know. Kind of scary. It's just like. It's the story stays. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um, in full circle, we had her on our podcast, um, gosh, a little over a month or so ago. Um, and she's an incredible wellness curator and does all these amazing events in Mexico. And it's just so funny how everything kind of is interconnected, you know, yeah. the seven degrees of Sarah Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. And I'm glad that you tagged me or you forwarded that to me because then I started following her. I'm like forever looking for more friends that live on the Island. And so I was like, how fun. Another person that I know that lives here, we actually haven't met in real life yet. I think she, I feel like she's been traveling a lot, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's just so fun and it does feel so full circle and it's kind of a funny reflection of like the general tech trends in general, the fact that we <laughs> met in real life and then like did the blog world and then did social media and then now we're in podcasts together. So I know. It's, now we just have to go all get next? Yeah. yeah. Well I think we should right. all get wine together once we can all drink again. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Something else we all have in common. So go ahead and explain why you two aren't drinking. So we are both pregnant. <laughs> Heather is like nearing her due date by the second. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, we're both pregnant with girls. Um, we are two months apart in our pregnancies, and then we both have little um, boys as well, toddlers. So, um, which is oh my gosh, crazy! That is for crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I have um, I don't know what gave me this idea, but I was like, I feel like having a fun beverage right now while I'm recording this podcast. And I have a thing of tangerine juice, which is like my favorite from Trader Joe's. And then I added sparkling water to it and I put it in a champagne flute. So I am having my own fake little mimosa right now. And it it. is making me so happy. Um, but I love that. I do that with kombucha and wine glasses all the time. And I like, pour my bath and I'm so excited because I used to like drink a glass of wine and take a mm. glass of wine down. Now I'm like, mm-hmm. it's cool. Me and kombucha are hanging out. And it does yeah, make it you helps. feel like you're having a drink. Kombucha helps so much. It really does. Yeah. And the, the glass that you drink it in really helps. But but yeah, but also I just, to go back to you guys both being pregnant, I that is an absolute dream of mine, by the way, to have the same like life timeline as one of my close girlfriends. And so I, it's funny because we'll talk about this a little bit, but I envy you guys in the sense that <laughs> I feel like that's so fun and so special that you get to share those experiences together. And I can imagine that it's like really helpful and fun to have someone um, to like walk through those life stages at the same time. Yeah, it totally is. And I think that's kind of, you know, why we started what we did with Soul Space was to find connections with other women who are in similar um, you know, lifestyles and um, milestones, you know, maybe they've had a, their first baby or second or third or whatever, but they're also mm-hmm. entrepreneurs like us or working um, mothers. So we've started to build a community around that because it's something that we found in each other and like, you know, really feel like other women deserve to have that as well. So that's kind of how Soul Space even started was mm-hmm. us loving each other. <laughs> I it love that. our love that fostered <laughs> 
the creation, <laughs> our baby. Yeah. Because you know, it can be hard to go out like leaving your nine to five and um, being, you know, on your own and you really need community and it's, yeah. it can be hard to find in some of your friends who can't relate, you know, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, maybe they haven't done something like that before. So like, that's what I found in Heather was like, we both had toddlers. This was before we were pregnant. She had been an entrepreneur forever since she was born. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, help me. Like, I'm just going out on my own. And we worked at work together and stuff. So just having that was so helpful for me that, you know, it's something that we wanted to build a community around. I love that. So yeah, with that, can you um, describe a little bit more about Soul Space and what it exists to do? And um, it clearly you said a little bit about why you started it, but I'd love to know a little bit more um, about what it what it is. Yeah, totally. So um, it is a woman's collective that we've started. Um, we are we have an Instagram community. Um, we do a weekly podcast, and then we also do quarterly events. Um, We focus on four categories for kind of our content. So it's womanhood, parenthood, entrepreneurship, and relationships. So Mm -hmm. relationships with significant others, family, Mm -hmm. yourself, um, friends. And that's really like the core of our life. I mean, we're, Mm -hmm. we're big, um, you know, mompreneurs. We are really passionate about, you know, just females and supporting each other. And, you know, we've got all these different relationships in our lives that we're trying to manage. Um, even the one with ourselves, which mm-hmm. has been hard and um, really just looking to create community. It's a place, it's really, a ther- it started out as like therapy for us, um, mm-hmm. allowing us to just express these raw emotions of what we were going through and, and just be real in the moment, you know, and not like the whole wave of real, real, like we're going to show you the bad and the nasty and the truth. <laughs> like it was, you know, we're just going to be real. Like some days are fucking awesome and mm-hmm. some days are absolutely crazy and we wanted to show all of it and share those emotions like I had a full-on like cry breakdown on like an insta story a few weeks ago like (laughs) I want to do it all my son's playing outside with my nanny and it's hard people and I know you know like yeah people think oh she has a nanny it's easy it's like well yeah but I'm I sacrifice in other ways too to absolutely you know for having a nanny and Mm -hmm. all these things so it's just been a really um awesome supportive group that we've created organically and um you know first and foremost it's a big passion for Brooke and I that we're fulfilling for ourselves and um that's why we started it because we needed it we needed to have a place where we could talk about all these things mm-hmm. and um we brought on experts and just really got like therapy and and girl talk sessions out for ourselves which is great <laughs> right i know that's so great and i think community is obviously one of the most important things. And especially when you're entering a season of life that is scary or unknown and to have other people, um, they don't even have to be in the same life stage, but people who are just open to being supportive and surrounding you in that is, is so crucial. So, yeah. And I think before going through, like, you know, when I chose to leave my nine to five and having a kid, even all before that, it's like, you are kind of not like forced, but it's that feeling of like, you have to choose, like, mm-hmm. am I going to be a full-time mom or am I going to be a full-time worker? You know, like, mm-hmm. and I think something that's been a huge part of our community is like, we want to be both. Like we want to be super involved with our kids' daily lives, but we also want to work and fulfill our passions and challenge ourselves. Um, and same yeah. with like our relationships too, is like, 
we are not ashamed to play traditional female roles too. Like there's part of us that love being like Susie Homemaker, but then we're also very strong women, you know? Mm. Like, so it's a whole like combination of things where we're, we are like trying to be real about not having to be forced into a box of like, it's supposed to be this way. If you're a working mom, you have to do this. If you're yeah. a stay at home mom, you do this. Like there's really no defining what it exactly should be. So that's something that's helped us too through our own, therapy with this (laughs) yeah and I think it kind of ties into like something bigger that we want to talk about too around like the milestones because Mm -hmm. um you know life used to be about milestones like you you I feel like way back when it was like you went to college you got married you had babies the mom started staying home the dad went Mm -hmm. to work like that was really how it was in like the 80s and, and even partially the 90s and then like this whole movement started happening where women started making their lives more of a priority and things started taking a different shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're taking over the world. <laughs> yeah, now we're taking over the world. But yeah, it's like Amen. You're, you're living kind of on a different track now. And, mm-hmm. you know, these like typical milestones aren't as important. And I had a bigger, more profound thing, <laughs> no, but that's this so is bad. like pregnancy brain in the, on in fire. the real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, and we are at the most interesting part of it because our parents' generation were very much like that. So Mm -hmm. I think we're going to, you know, eventually when all our kids are older and stuff, we're going to be more accepting of like the differences and, you know, people taking different routes and all this stuff. But there's a huge generational shift between our parents' generation and what we're doing Mm -hmm. um, that we've had to like a lot. I mean, a lot of us have had to battle like the notion of it's supposed to be a certain way, which Mm -hmm. hopefully it won't be like that in the future. Yeah, totally. And that's one. So I'd love to dig into that a little bit just because I love everything you said and I totally agree. And something that uh, has kind of been a continuous theme on my podcast has been the concept of like not waiting on X, Y, or Z to more fully step into your, your life. And like you said, I think we're starting to see this really exciting shift, but in the middle of that is it's a lot of um, like having to deconstruct beliefs that we didn't even realize were maybe embedded in us or trying to break away from this, um, the cultural norms of how things have been done for the past 50 years or whatnot. And so it's confusing and it's like, sometimes we don't even realize that we feel that way. And so just being in a space of like questioning everything, like, well, why do I feel like I have to do this or why can I try this or whatnot? And so I think there's, there's never a manual for life or how things are going to go. But I like what you said about like, um, just trying to, yeah, like mold that life for yourself and figure out what works best for you. And it's going to look different for everyone. Um, but with that, I would love to know both of you, was there ever something in your life that you had kind of like an aha moment of, um, realizing that you were waiting on a certain thing before you could do something else. And then you're like, wait, I don't need to do that. Or I'm going to choose to do this instead. Oh yeah, definitely. This is Heather speaking. I mean, I think there were a couple light bulbs that led to me finally just releasing my thoughts around my timeline. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you ask any of my friends growing up in my twenties, I had a straight up timeline. I'm going to be married <laughs> yeah. by 25, 26. I'm mm-hmm. having my kids starting at 29. I'm going to be done by 34. And you know, Virgo. yeah, total OC, uh-huh. OCD type A Virgo planner. And that's just what it was. And um, you know, in my mid twenties, I dated someone at the time and, and it didn't work out. And I, we broke up, like I was like 24 or something. I don't remember. Like it was, you know, early twenties and it was one of the few shifts, but that I was like, Whoa, like 
things may not end up, you know, it's almost like I felt that relationship was exactly what it should be because of where the time it happened in my life Yeah. versus analyzing certain things about it. And I was very like, I can't believe I'm starting over. And then I really mm. like had to dig into myself and my career. And I remember having this conversation with my cousin. She's like, yeah, well, you've been so stuck on this timeline, girl. Like you're, <laughs> you need to get off of it. And I'm like, you're so right. I'm letting this almost dictate some of my decisions because I'm so set on this timeline mm-hmm. and I went through a few years of just kind of doing my thing. Um, I had, you know, a boyfriend off and on, but I was like, I wasn't ready to be committed and I just kind of wanted to like date. And I was at this job where I felt like, Oh, this is also part of my time. And I'm in a really good job and I'm doing this thing. And this is where I'm supposed to be, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And I finally like really got hit on the head and was like, okay, what am I doing? Like, why am I waiting? I want, I know I want to go start my own company. Why am yeah. I waiting to do it until I'm married? Because yeah. it's safer. No, like just go do it. You know? And finally I broke off, started Clover PR. I, I was also at this place and I would never go travel by myself, by the way. I was so like too scared. And I also just like, you know, had too many plans and too many commitments. And what would I do if I didn't work for three months? That would be weird. So but I had this like, this time in my life where it was July of gosh, 2013. And the reason I remember it is because I met my husband in May of 2013, but we didn't start dating till the next year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I remember meeting him and I was straight up like, don't talk to me. I'm not in that place. I don't have time for you. And I was like in my head, okay, July, my rent is up. My car lease is up. All I have to figure out is what I'm going to do with my dog for a few months. I might just go to Europe and travel by myself and have an experience. Cause I, I worked right out of high school and college and supported myself and just had to do my thing. So mm-hmm. I was like really in this place of me and, but they like took a few different things to hit me to be like, Mm-hmm. Don't wait, do what you want to do. I ended up choosing to start my business versus going on that trip because I met a really amazing business partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I got, and there were like two years of me just like being really in that and being like selfish and making very me focused decisions to kind of go through my uh, like mindset transformation, if you will. But yeah. that's when like things really started falling into place for me because I finally was just like, letting go of the control piece and it felt so good. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. And yeah. And it's so, I love that you just admit how like you have this timeline and this is what it is. And it sounds, I'm the same way. Like we, I think so many people have those markers in our head of far, as far as like what we hope to reach by a certain age. And you don't realize sometimes that you are planning stuff around it. And it's crazy to finally have that like wait a minute. I like, is this really what I even want? Or is this what's best for me? Instead of just letting life kind of happen to you when it's supposed to. And yeah, the fact that you were able to have that experience of as far as intentionally choosing to dive into your business and to um, focus on yourself for a bit probably made such a difference in the long run and the trajectory of your overall story. It, it really did. And honestly too, like it's funny because you, the way I kind of said it was like, oh, once I did this one thing, everything got figured out. Well, here I am five years later. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a business owner. And I'm going through it again of having to release kind of my vision, not really a timeline anymore, but my vision of how my life would be. Like I've always worked. It's something mm-hmm. I've just had to and wanted to do since I was in college. And I'm at this place now where I'm processing 
do I do more of something part-time and be a full-time stay-at-home mother? Like I'm working through this, this other vision that I have to let go of control of and really understand like, what do I need to do right now? Not what is in my plan, but like Mm -hmm. what is in my moment right now? And it's a really hard thing. And it's like, you know, whether you have the white picket fence and the two kids and the half dog or whatever that saying is like, why not half a dog? <laughs> two and a half kids, I think is what they say, which is equally disturbing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, know, you still have these same waves of like, this isn't what I expected or this isn't where I thought I would be. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing that you go through no matter where you are in your life and trying to figure out, so where am I supposed to be? Like, it doesn't go away. Um, like, I feel like when I was single, I was like, oh, it'll just all go away if I get married. And then like, it'll just all go away once I have my babies. And then I'm still in the same like phases. They're just different challenges, but it's still the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and what you're saying Heather too, is like, if you're following like what you want to do and making yourself happy, like personally, like the other stuff will fall into place. And even if it doesn't, you're still happy pursuing what you chose to do, like start your business, like look at where you're at now, you know, you've flourished, learned so much through all the years that you've had the business. Um, So I think focusing like on what makes you happy instead of looking for the milestones or the person to fulfill that like happiness. Um, And and my story is a little bit different where I was with my husband, God, like seven years before we got engaged, we were young when we started dating. So it was almost like a constant in my life of like, are, am I going to get married to him? I don't know. Like he early on couldn't tell me, but I'm like, I could tell you I'm going to get married. <laughs> um, but along that like way, there were so many times where like I, when I moved back home and I was like, okay, well I'll just stay here till we get engaged and I'll move out. And like freaking five years go past and I'm still at home. Mm-hmm. Not right now, mm-hmm. but <laughs> in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had an opportunity to move out with my friends in Newport and I I was like, whatever, screw it. I'm going to do it. And I went. And in that same year, like I had an opportunity to travel to Europe and like, this wasn't with him. And, you know, normally I would be like, oh, well, let's save the money. Cause then if we get engaged, we can use it for our wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I went, you know, and all that was like the best, one of the best years of my life <laughs> before I got married. <laughs> um, but I look back on that time and I'm like, I'm so glad I did those things because I could have just like lived like vicariously through other people or just like thinking how it should be and end up staying home and not doing anything, you know, mm-hmm. and really stifling myself. So by the time we, it was funny because we went to Europe and I remember my friends are like, what if he's going to propose? Like he should propose right before you go to Europe. And I'm like, I like, what? This is so nuts. And, the, and you know, the whole other pressure. But it was literally within a month or two, I came back and he proposed and he had already had the ring when I was in Europe and I had no idea, but you know, if I wouldn't have traveled, (laughs) I would have just been sitting around and then got proposed to anyways. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely. And one thing too, like, I want to share, this isn't me, but we had um, a good friend on our podcast talking about infertility and I love she, what she said to us about like not um, holding yourself back until something happens is one thing she said was just buy the jeans. And what she meant by that was don't, you know, wait, think that I can't invest in nice clothes because, oh, I may be pregnant. I'm mm. trying again. Like yeah. I might get pregnant in a couple months, so I don't want to spend money on jeans. And mm-hmm. she was saying like in the infertility community that she's found a lot of support. People are always like, it's just the thing. It's like buy the jeans. Oh, like don't wait. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause that puts even more pressure on yourself, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it, and what I love about hearing the different stories is it, this obviously relates to so many different aspects of life. I think, you know, the mindset that I've been in has been around like singleness and waiting on marriage and, um, but yeah, it can apply to having a baby. It can apply to careers. And, um, I think it's, like all of us have done it in different ways or practice this in different ways in our lives too. And, um, yeah, I think it was, it just, it felt so freeing and empowering to when I had the thought of, I get to choose, I get to create the life that I want to live. And I'm the only one that's fully in control of that. Like I, um, of course things happen to us, but there's some things that we just have no idea how it's going to play out or how things are going to go. And so, um, it just has allowed me to be so, um, introspective in so many different areas of my life and take stock in the, in the places that I might be like holding out almost on myself. Like, why would I wait to make my house really cute? Um, just till I get married or why would I wait to pursue this passion or this job? Um, until I have someone else to support me. Um, like I should, I get to do those things right now. And the sooner I do them, the quicker then (laughs) I'll get to enjoy them too. That's funny you just said that because about the house because I literally were sitting on my couch. I have two frames that are behind my couch that are supposed to be going up on the wall with six other photos. <laughs> and we've lived here for two years, but the whole thinking of like, oh, once we buy a house, then I'll like actually invest in good furniture and decorate. But like right now we're transitional, which is so oh stupid. It's like now we're going to be here for a third year. <laughs> it's like make the house like what you want it to be. I'm, this is the life. Like, what am I waiting for? <laughs> isn't, isn't that so fascinating? Because yeah, that just like case in point right there is proof that like, just because I were to get married, doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden, like, even if I registered for things, like I'm not going to necessarily have like this magical dream house. Like yeah. you still have to do the things to make you and what you want and like hire a designer, whatever it might be. And so hearing that is is helpful <laughs> because yeah. not in the yeah. sense grass of, isn't always greener yeah exactly <laughs> i'm married but we don't own a house and i'm living with frames <laughs> all around that need to be put up <laughs> that's like, so it is like it you know and that's why too it's funny because i've had friends who've been like oh when i was thinking like oh you just don't understand until you're married or oh you just don't yeah. understand until you mm. have kids and mm-hmm. those friends aren't around anymore because yep. they really bothered me mm-hmm. but <laughs> but you know i just i hated being put in this box of like, I'm not going to get it till it happens. I mean, I, I understand the level of like when you physically have a child, it's a little different than like, you know, if you've been a nanny or, or things like that. But like that comment always really bothered me because I'm like, I get the concept. I understand. And this conversation is just proof. Like we all go through similar things, even though we're in different life stages. Yeah. And I always hated being judged because I was, you know, single or I was married with without a kid yet or whatever. And I'm like, you know, we're all just people going through this thing. And I feel like we should all be supportive of each other no matter what. And you could probably imagine what it feels like to be X, Y, and Z. I can for sure imagine what it feels like to be sleep deprived. So like, you know, hundred percent, you know, let's all just try to relate to each other and be supportive because we're all in, in this stuff together. Yes. Yeah. A friend of mine just, she's been talking to me about this too. She actually has a kid and is pregnant with her second. And one of her like biggest pet peeves or that's so difficult for her is anytime someone says, just you wait until you have, I hate that. Yeah. And it's like, it's like when you're married, it's like, just you wait till you have a kid or 
that you, yeah, whether it's like you'll be sleep deprived or it's going to get so much harder with two, it's like, what is that trying to, how is that helpful to that person? And it's not, <laughs> it's not because first of all, everyone's experience is so different. So I know some people who like they've slept great with babies. And then I know some that don't like it's that you can't generalize your experience to other people's. And then also it's not supportive or uplifting to remind someone that either life is just going to get harder or that they don't understand because they haven't experienced it yet too. And so, yeah, I just, uh, I appreciate it. It's so funny you say that because (laughs) that is one of my biggest pet peeves since I've gotten pregnant, even with my first, I kept telling people, I'm like, I hate when people say the whole, just wait, Oh, two, you're in for it. Oh, terrible twos. It's coming. Like all these negative things. I'm like, like, why why are you wishing bad on me? I know do that to you. Like, let me tell you the ins and outs. Let me tell you what saved me. By the way, call me when you need a break. I'll bring over the wine. Like, let's, and yes, toddlers are psycho. They're also (laughs) the most yummy, snuggly, amazing things. And Uh I just like, I'm so big on mindset. And um, Mm -hmm. I was listening to this podcast from Tony Tony Robbins with um, Conor McGregor, the UFC fighter. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, It's incredible. And he talks about manifestation a lot. And it's so true. It's like, you can sit and look at all the negative things you want, or you can sit and be positive and feel good and spread that energy around. So like, what's your choice? And yeah, it's just so, I just, that that makes me so frustrated when I hear that stuff. I'm like, stop being that way. Like, wish wish good on me be like oh two yeah. people to love it's gonna be amazing people. yeah people, people do that even like when you just get married it's like oh life is over cool before i got married you guys were saying that this is what i should be doing yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, which one was the truth like you know is it bad to be having kids am i ruining my life here is that how you feel now it's mm-hmm. so funny yeah. Um, but I love that. Yeah. So you won't get that from us. We will I love, be, thank you. Positive, positive Pollyanna <laughs> yeah. is what my mother-in-law always calls me. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm trying to be over here. Like, <laughs> You're, yeah. Well, and to go to the mindset stuff, I mean, that's something I focus on so heavily and I, I, I spend so much time like being intentional about creating um, the mindset that I want. And so to be honest, it doesn't really phase me when people now say things like that because I know like how I choose to, how I want to believe about that. Um, Agreed that like, those aren't probably the people I'd want to have as close friends in my life. And so, um, yeah, I, I, it's cool to hear that you guys are in that space as well. And I think um, back to like, there's always going to like, you, it's just what you choose to focus on. So are there things that are tough about being single? Sure. I could probably spend some time and think about them and dwell on them and ruminate on it. But is that helpful to me in my experience? No, because I, similar to like, I could focus on all the things I'm missing out on by not being married or having kids, but clearly there's things on both sides that are, are good and, and tough. And so why not just choose to focus on the good things? And both of us kind of said that like for a while I was saying, Oh, I can't wait to be at that point in my life. And now, I mean, I have enough friends that actually say to me, like, I'm very jealous of where you're at in your life. And I, I'm jealous that you have so much freedom or that you can do whatever. I wish I had more time to, um, uh, to like dig into myself or whatnot. And so, yeah, I just would love to like, to wrap things up, um, to have you guys share something that you do to focus on how you're happy or how you stay satisfied and fulfilled in your life, exactly where it's at right now. Hmm, That's a good question. Um, well, I think 
definitely surrounding yourself with people who are in the same mindset as you and that are, you know, the whole tribe talk I know is always out there, but I think it's really true. Like surrounding yourself with people that are going to be there in your lows and like in your highs and just really have the same kind of values or supportive, like contrasting ones where you're just feel very, um, you have a good foundation around you. I think self-care is something that's talked about all the time and so important. I mean, even if it's just 10 minutes at night to take a bath or do your face routine or whatever it is like, um, you know, and then too, I just, you know, like we said, mindset and knowing, you know, the grass isn't always greener. We, we live in such a comparison world right now with Instagram and all these, you know, reality celebrities and all these things that are just in front of us. It's, I, you know, I just constantly have to remind, my, remind myself like, okay, well they have their problems too. You know, maybe it's not financial, but mm-hmm. maybe it's, you know, I don't know, personal or business or whatever, you know, and not like, oh, their life sucks too. So it's cool. And you know, not like that, but just keeping right. a positive mindset and knowing like I constantly repeat my gratitudes. Like, what mm-hmm. am I thankful for? You know, I do my prayers at night and I remind mm-hmm. myself like, I'm so fortunate. I have a healthy husband, a healthy baby, a healthy baby on the way, a home mm-hmm. over my head. Like, you know, I just think about those those smaller things and really try to focus in on what's important. And that just helps me stay balanced through all the ups and downs, you know, and mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, just reminding myself like how lucky we all are, you know, I mean, there's so everyone out there wants there is someone out there for everyone that wants their life, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like the grass, what I was saying about the grass is not always greener. Like there are days where I'm like, I wish I was not literally, but like in a way, like I wish I could be single for a day where I don't have to call anybody. No one needs to know my ish. Like I am just doing my own thing and it could be absolutely nothing. It could be absolutely everything. Like I look back at my single days where I felt like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? I'm so lonely. And I'm like, girl, you should have soaked that up. <laughs> Take it mm-hmm. in. It will be gone one day and you will never be able to even pee without asking your toddler <laughs> if it's okay. Like literally. Yeah. And you know, so, but then, and then on the flip side, like someone would love to be in my shoes where their toddler is like, suction cup to their side and you know doing all these things and whatever you know so it just it's the perspective I think is my long-winded answer on that <laughs> it's perfect uh, one thing that I I've been trying to do is like truly truly and it's so hard and we can all relate but to truly truly unplug um because mm. I find like the days that I'm spending a lot of time which is hard because of my line of work but when mm-hmm. I'm spending time on social media mindlessly or, you know, just so consumed in digital um, that I'm missing like either spending time just by myself and reflecting or self-care like I could be doing or I'm missing out on things like with the family. Like I don't need to be at the beach on my phone. Like I can really just enjoy the moment. So trying to make myself do that over and over again is like really something I have to remind myself this every day because yeah, <laughs> it's in same. front of us everywhere. And and working for myself, I think it's gotten worse where at the beginning, um, when I left my nine to five, like over a year ago, I felt like, and it was just the way I didn't know how to manage myself at the time, but I feel like I always had to be on. And so I'm like, no matter when I got an email, like I have to respond to it in five minutes or 
you know, I would judge myself for it. And it's like, now I'm like, Hey, if you're on your phone, like Mm -hmm. this amount of time during the day, like you shouldn't be like your time, you'll never regret spending with the people that you love and, you know, friends, family, whoever. Um, but I would hate to look back at yeah yourself. I would hate to look back and be like, I spent so much time on my computer or working and, you know, those are like the moments that aren't going to matter in the future. Um, so trying to remind myself of that, I think has really been, um, something that's been key for me both in work and also my personal life, but we would love to hear your answer too. We're not the know-it-alls over here. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think it's just choosing to re for me, what's been so helpful has been choosing to reframe anything that I'd previously seen as negative or that was lacking and figuring out how I could turn it around into a positive. And so, um, or just focusing on the things I have in my possession already that, um, are things that I think is only available to someone in a different life stage than me. Like even the topic of like physical affection or intimacy is, is tough. Cause it's like, no, I'm literally not getting that <laughs> somewhere else. But when I am able to appreciate little things, like honestly, like my cat snuggling with me or my friends when they um, give me big hugs or like when my girlfriends and I scratch each other's backs or play with each other's hair, like those still meet that kind of general longing of what I'm hoping that other thing will achieve. And then, um, yeah, it's knowing that like, I don't have to wait to fully step into my life and I don't want to, I want to have that now. And I know that there are people who wish that they could be in my position. And so why not just enjoy all the benefits that this stage of life brings me? Um, because then I'll get to enjoy more fully the benefits of the next stage and not always constantly waiting to get to the the next thing I think in life. And so, yeah, that's been super helpful for me. And I truly can really say, and maybe not hundred percent of the time, but I, I really love my life and I love where I'm at. And, um, I would just rather be in a mind, like a mind place where I can, I choose to be happy. (laughs) And so I just figure like focusing on those things. And so, yeah, I'd say I was thinking about this, about that, the concept or the statement of just you wait. And I feel like the twofold like response to that is either don't wait, like don't, (laughs) there's nothing to wait for, do it all now. Or the other part is just you wait, like life is just going to keep getting better and better. Like, can we all just say that to each other (laughs) and just the positive into it? Because I think that's, yeah, it's, well, I'm thinking of everything like we've kind of learned with having kids is like everything is a phase like and there's right. so many things that and now you look back on like what things that bothered you in high school that were like <laughs> such major deals <laughs> and it crazy? was like the end of the world is a freaking blip on the radar I can't even like remember what <laughs> you know what it was um I think about that all the time happening right you're like I don't even remember this thing that was yeah I think that the older you get that's such a gift too is the perspective of like anytime you go through something hard you're like, remember when I was like devastated over this one thing and I truly don't even remember, like I can't even bring myself to feel those feelings or remember what that was about. And I'm fine. I made it to the other side. And so just to keep, um, yeah, to keep reminding ourselves of that. Yes. This is so Uh, fun. I love chatting with you girls. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I love just like the girl talk. Same. Oh yeah. I mean, (laughs) exactly why you said you guys created soul spaces, like in my dream world, this is literally how I would spend my days is talking about like relational things and joy and fulfillment with awesome women. So um, thanks for making my afternoon and I hope you two stay cool in your AC and um, I'm just so excited for your new little ones that are about to be here. Thank you. Thank, and thank you. you for having us. Like Brooke said, this was so fun and we're with you. If this is what we could do all day, we would too. Just 
girl power all it's, the way. It's the best. <laughs> well, we'll all have to meet in, in real life, post babies, post alcohol freeze and have a yeah. glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. We will cheers in 2020 the right way. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Right. We'll have well, a good afternoon. You, <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. And that does it for this week's episode of Hi Friend. Thank you so much for tuning into our conversation and I hope you had fun listening to it. And just as a reminder, all of the links to Soul Space and Brooke and Heather are will be up on the show notes over at highfriend.co. So make sure you go check them out. They're awesome. They're putting out all kinds of great content and are just fun to follow along with in general. So um, thank you so much, ladies, for being on our podcast and congrats on your soon-to-be newest additions to your families. I also just wanted to end with one kind of exercise or prompt that I wanted to encourage you guys to try, obviously based off of our conversation that we just had and then something that has been really beneficial to me, a practice in my own life that I've been doing a lot lately. (laughs) And that would be just whether you journal and you want to bring out a journal or you just want to spend some time alone and think about this, um, whatever feels best to you. But just taking some time and asking yourself the question, is there anywhere in my life that I'm holding back in or waiting on a particular life event or something to happen to give me permission permission to either start the thing or buy the thing or take the trip or whatever it might be and pinpoint what that is. Ask yourself, maybe why is that? Like, what is it about that life event or um, that thing from an outside source is what will make you feel like you have permission to fully step into that um, and then see if there's a way that you can flip that and start doing it now or make a decision to take on something that you had previously put in like a future bucket and um, and start doing that now. So um, if you have any great revelations and feel like sharing them with me, I would love, love, love to hear it, um, especially if you make any decisions to just go for something that you've been holding back on. Um, please send me a DM over at Glitter and Grace or tap screenshot this podcast and, um, share it on your stories and share anything that, um, uh, you maybe took away from it or are planning to do differently in your own life. That would just make me so, so happy. And another thing that would make my tiny little podcaster heart so happy is if you were to leave us a review over at iTunes. Um, it really means a lot. And, um, especially as I'm trained to be diligent and growing this space and creating a, a place that is, provides value for other women and other people. Um, I would love to keep this going. And so it's really helpful when you do that. So thanks again, friends so much for being here. And I hope you have a most wonderful, beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Thanks. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining A Space for Soul. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll We'll love love you forever. For more information on today's topics, the notes from this episode can be found on our website, soulspace.co forward slash podcast. That's soulspace, S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E dot co forward slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at soulspace.co. Catch us next week at the same place, same time, and as always, feel free to tell a friend. Toodles!